Cade Mila Falta. Welcome to the Letter from Ireland show, where we travel in the footsteps of your Irish ancestors, visiting their homelands and telling their stories as they put down roots in so many places around the world. Hello, this is Mike Collins. You're very welcome to a very special edition of the Letter from Ireland podcast. It's St. Patrick's Day 2022. So a very happy St. Patrick's Day to you and yours. Law Eilipodic Sonadit, meaning just that. And I hope you're going to enjoy this very special episode as we look at some names that were inspired by St. Patrick and we find all over the world today. And as well as that, we're actually going to look at just what being Irish means to lots of our readers and lots of our Green Room members. We're also going to have uh, some very, very nice music to see us along the way. And I think as well as that, just to say there's a real sense of release in the air at the moment, because, of course, we've had no parades or real celebrations in Ireland for the past two years. Uh, for the past two St. Patrick's Day, so we're really looking forward to the one this year. So I'm recording this, in fact, the day before St. Patrick's Day 2022, and I'm very much looking forward to heading out on the parade in Cork City and down at our local village, Ballincollig, tomorrow, taking lots of photographs, meeting a few people, and maybe even having a drink or two. We'll see how we get on anyway, isn't that right? So I think it's probably a very good idea to start off with a piece of music that gives you a very useful background to the story of St. Patrick. Oh, Patrick was a gentleman and he came from decent people. He built a church in Dublin town and on it put a steeple. His father was a Gallagher, his mother was a Grady. His aunt was in the Shocknessy and his uncle was Paul Brady. The Wicklow Hills are very high and so is the Hill of Hot, sir. There's a hill much higher still, much higher nerd and bought, sir. On the top of this high hill, St. Patrick preached a sermon. Drove the frogs into the bogs and banished all the vermin. There's not a mile of Ayrton's Isle where dirty vermin musters. There he put his dear forefoot and he murdered them in clusters. The toads went pop and the snakes went hop, slap, dash into the water. The frogs committed suicide to save themselves from slaughter. A thousand thousand reptiles blew, we charmed with sweet discourses. Dined in them in Killaloo and soups in second courses. The small brooms rumbling in the grass disgusted all the nation. Down to hell with the holy spell, he changed their situation. Was I but so fortunate as to be back in Munster? I'd be bounded from that ground I never more would wonster. There's in path Planted turf cabbages and prairies, pigs galore, my grandma's store, Stockton's winging ladies. Well, I think we might as well finish the podcast here and now because 
Uh, Christy Moore there with Stockton's Wing gave you a very, very um, interesting, and of course, every word of it is true, background to the story of St. Patrick and his time in Ireland. Uh, great song, that. Really love it. Great bit of energy. And now we're going to go over to Karina, and she's going to have a chat about just some of the ways that the name Patrick worked its way into many of the first names and surnames in Ireland. Do you have a Patrick or Patricia in your family? Maybe you have several. Maybe you hold the name yourself. It has been a tradition in Ireland for many centuries that anyone born in the month of March has a very good chance of being given the name Patrick or Patricia. Now, this was not always so. Right up until the early 1700s, Patrick was considered too saintly a name to be taken by the ordinary masses. That, of course, has changed. By the 1901 census, there were almost 300,000 Patricks on the island, but only 173 Patricias. You see, the use of the female version is quite a recent development. In Ireland today, there are almost 40 shades of Patrick and Patricia. For Patrick, you will often hear them being called Podrick, Porrick, Poddy, Padge, Podge, Pat, Paddy, Patsy and even Pa. And for Patricia, you might hear her called Pat, Patsy, Trisha, Trish, Podrigine and Patrice. Now, for some reason, Patty never cut on here in Ireland. The name of Patrick also found its way into a number of surnames, and maybe some of them are in your family tree. Surnames like Fitzpatrick, Gilpatrick, Kirkpatrick, Patrick, Macfadden, Mulpatrick, Macfaden, Padine, Peyton, Patton, and Macpadden. Also, a number of family names have a strong connection with St. Patrick. These are often noted as keepers of his bell. These families are Mallon, Mulholland and Clabby. Now, I know that almost all our listeners uh, to the, and the readers in the letter are descendants of Irish emigrants. Perhaps your Irish ancestor left Ireland because of simple economics, starvation, prejudice or an unjust conviction. Some were even shipped abroad as tenured servants and slaves. When I read the following words of St. Patrick, I can't help but think how his experiences must have resonated with the Irish down through the centuries. And this is what Patrick said. My name is Patrick. I am a sinner, a simple country person and the least of all believers. I am looked down upon by many. My father was Calpurnius. He was a deacon. His father was Petitus, a priest, who lived near Banavem Taburnier. His home was near there, and that is where I was taken prisoner. I was about 16 at the time. And so Patrick's journey began. We hope that you let the Irish side of your character shine for all to see over the coming week leading up to St. Patrick's Day and on St. Patrick's Day itself. And together, let's give the world something to talk about. Banakti Nafela Podrig Art. St. Patrick's Day, blessings on you 
and on all your family. That was an old favourite there. And we have the Irish tenors with Hail Glorious St. Patrick. And that, of course, is a hymn that certainly in my history was pulled out this time of year, every year. And uh, as children, school children, we were kind of reminded of the words and are brought out on show in front of our parents, the local community, singing that particular hymn, Hail Glorious St. Patrick. So now we actually uh, take a little bit of a turn because we're going to go back to Karina. And given the time of year we actually have, She's going to chat a little bit more about some of the feedback and reactions we got when we asked people, our members around the uh, world basically, just what this time of year and just what being Irish meant to them. And I think you'd be very interested in some of the replies and maybe even you'll feel an affinity with just some of the actual comments coming out. So over to you, Karina. There's a real feeling of excitement in the country as we approach March 17th. St. Patrick's Day. Of course, it feels extra special this year after parades and celebrations were all put on hold in Ireland and in many places around the world for the last two years. We just have to make up for lost time. Do you have plans to attend a parade or maybe you have a celebration at home? In today's letter, I thought it would be good to reflect on those Irish characteristics that we see in ourselves and our families. 
I wonder what you'll think. Have a listen. What do you love most about your Irish heritage? In Ireland, St. Patrick's Day was always a celebration of national pride and patriotism. When we were young, we marched off to Mass with shamrock cascading from our coats, pinned on with a harp badge or an Irish flag brooch. We had a day's break from our Lenten promises. You could knock back those forbidden sweets and chocolate with impunity, having St. Patrick to thank for all this special dispensation. It was St. Patrick's Day, a feast for the Irish, wherever in the world they may be. St. Patrick's Day gives us all an opportunity to reflect and appreciate the Irish traditions within our family and community. It gives us an opportunity to stop and have a look in St. Patrick's Myrrh and mostly we like what we see. So while it's wonderful to see green illuminations on all the wonderful statues and buildings in the world, I just like to stop and ask people, what do you love most about your Irish heritage? The replies I get are always so heartfelt and wonderful. I asked this question recently on our Facebook page and I'd like to let you know and hear some of my favourite replies. Here goes with the first reply. I love that my ancestors had a strength that was amazing. They had the strength to survive the famine. They had the strength and courage to make the trip across the seas. They had the fortitude to believe that they could make a new life in a foreign land. I so admire them and all the Irish that did the same. And here's another comment. I also admire those who stayed behind and fought to survive. Theirs was a strength most people today can only imagine. I'm honoured to be Irish. We are a strong people. And another. Ireland is green and beautiful, but being Irish is more than a place. After all, we are everywhere and have made our mark in the world. Oh, and that is so true, isn't it? And now from Australia. I'm an Australian and proud of it, but I've always felt a very strong connection to Ireland. I love the people, the music, the country. I look forward with hope to a trip back to my homeland. Another comment. Love of family, sense of humour. I could go on and on. Having a story that had a beginning, middle and so far no ending in sight. I love being Irish. Everything, but mostly the Irish spirit that resides within our DNA. Amazing fortitude and knowing how to enjoy every minute. Humour like no other nationality. And she finishes the comment with PROUD in capital letters. And another reader wrote to say that my mother had the courage and strength at age 19 to cross the Atlantic for a new life. And now I am finding the ones left behind. Lots there really about what people love about their Irish heritage. Hospitality, wit, courage, determination and poetic creativity. And yet another said, The realisation that all of humanity is imperfect. The Irish just strive to make imperfection 
the most happy of times. The struggle, the fight, the drink and the happiness. And I'll finish with the last comment. The spirit of rebellion that set us free and keeps us a force to be reckoned with. I've got to say, just reading all those replies again puts a smile on my own face. Each sentence feels like a little warm green beacon of light. So at this most Irish time of the year, we wish you all a wonderful St. Patrick's Day. Or as we say in Irish, Law Ela Podrig Sonna Dieve. Happy St. Patrick's Day and we are so delighted that you are part of our Irish heritage. Walking all the day Near tall towers where falcons build their nests Silver-winged they fly They know the call of freedom in their breasts Saw blackhead against the sky Where twisted rocks they run to the sea Living on your western shore Saw summer sunsets Asked for more I stood by your Atlantic sea And I sang a song for Ireland Drinking all the day In old pubs where fiddlers love to play Saw one touch the bow He played a reel which seemed so grand and gay Stood on Dingle Beach and cast In wild foam we found Atlantic bass Living on your western shore Saw summer sunsets Asked for more I stood by your Atlantic sea And sang a song for Ireland With true friends who try to make you stay Telling jokes and the news Singing songs to while the time away Watch the Galway salmon run Like silver dancing, darting in the sun Living on your western shore 
saw summer sunsets asked for more I stood by your Atlantic sea and I sang a song for Ireland dreaming in the night I saw a land where no one had to fight waking in Dawn, I saw you crying in the morning light, sleeping where the falcons fly, they twist and turn all in your air blue sky, living on your western shore, saw summer sunsets. Asked for more I stood by your Atlantic sea And I sang a song for Ireland Uh, that has to be my favourite version of that song. A song from Ireland there, sung by Luke Kelly and the Dubliners. There's a certain rawness about the way he delivers it. And it's a very interesting song as well, because I suppose some people hear that and they think it's quite an old song, but it's written quite recently, I think no more than maybe 20, 25 years ago, by, in fact, an Englishman called Phil Colclough, I think is the correct uh, pronunciation of his surname, uh, a folk singer, basically, who came from England, and he wrote it after being inspired by a visit to the Dingle Peninsula. So, kind of, isn't that always the way that sometimes it takes the visitors to appreciate the beauty of just what we have, and of course, pen that in that case poetry to a song. So, I really enjoyed that. Hope you enjoyed it too. And that's it uh, just for today. I hope you enjoyed today's special St. Patrick's Day episode of the Letter from Ireland podcast. You can find the show notes on aletterfromireland.com forward slash 711. That's aletterfromireland.com forward slash 711. Sorry about that there. Uh, I must be kind of uh, getting the early early St. Patrick's Day jiggles here. So um, I hope that you and your family have a great great time over St. Patrick's Day, especially if you're being released for the first time in a couple of years like we are. We're certainly looking forward to it and uh, looking forward to joining you again next week. So hopefully we'll all be alive and kicking at that point in time. And until then, La Eilapodic Son Dit. Happy St. Patrick's Day to you and Slán for now. If you've enjoyed today's Letter from Ireland show, we'd like to invite you to check out our special membership area, The Green Room. You hear us mention it a lot during the show. And you can find full details of The Green Room at a letterfromireland.com forward slash green room. Our Green Room is the essential resource for anybody at any stage in researching their Irish heritage because it's where we delve into all the good stuff to help you break down those brick walls and really connect the pieces in your Irish ancestry puzzle. 
In the green room, you get access to online genealogists, extensive research to tools, quick win training, as well as member-only access to johngrenham.com and a very supportive, active community to help you along the way with feedback and advice. The green room is the perfect place to be for anybody starting or continuing their Irish ancestry search. So why don't you come and join us there at a letterfromireland.com forward slash green room. That's it for me, but I'll be back next time with another installment of the Letter from Ireland show. And I really look forward to chatting to you then. Slán gafól, Karina. <laughs>